Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, it looks like the show has got past the fifth inning before the rain might stop it, so that'll make it an official show, will it not? No. That's what the Florida Panthers were thinking last night. And they crapped themselves and they lose. I just got hammered with rain again. Oh, here comes the wind. My door is open. Can you take over for a second? You're hearing the sirens. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, thanks for the reminder, guys. Thanks. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. Happy Monday. I can tell you right now, and I'll be saying it many times, I literally could not be happier. We're on location, as you can see, from beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan, an affinity place, the nicest Junior A hockey barn in all of Canada. And that would make it the world, right? Darren Moose DuPont. If you're the best Junior A rank in Canada, <laughs> that would make it the best in the world. It should. It would stand to reason. Yes. And here we are on day five, if you can believe, of the Centennial Cup, the National Junior A Hockey Championship. And on the way we got a lot of guests. We're going to be here all week long. It's a little late. Yeah, it's Monday in this province and maybe this country. It's a holiday today. Yep. I don't know if it is. For us, it we're is. on the air, and it's fantastic. But it's day five of the tournament. So in our quick six, we're going to get to NHL Stanley Cup results. We're going to get to the Blue Jays series on the weekend against the Reds. We're going to talk about Justin Thomas and the PGA Championship, probably some football stuff. But I just got to set the scene. I am... I'm not as good-looking, not as well-dressed James Duffy. This is what I feel like on the concourse at Affinity Place. The scene is this. Ten teams from across Canada, the best Junior A teams, representatives of all the leagues, are here. And on day five, the host Estevan Bruins are 0-2 and fighting for their lives tonight oh, against no. the Red Lake Miners. Right. It's not over at all. And we've got a lot of time to settle into the stories and the storylines and interview everybody and I will tell you that coming up on the program in moments Alan May Washington Capitals TV analyst from Fox Sports writers at NBC, NBC Sports yeah NBC's Alan May will be in that chair coming up in the next segment he is an Esteban Bruins alum he's come for this whole tournament but he also analyzes the NHL and he lives in Dallas figure that one out <laughs> but we're all sitting here scratching our heads going we thought the city would be vibrating and bumping, but the host team is 0-2, and we're trying to figure out why. Well, they earned their way here as the champions of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And even on the way in here from Florida on the weekend, I was thinking, well, they're going to get their rings. They're going to raise a banner. They've already won a championship. What's left? All the other teams don't feel that way. Yeah. So there might have been a little bit of hunger missing for the Estevan Bruins. So tonight... They play the Red Lake Miners, 7.30 p.m. here at Affinity Place. Their season, really, this tournament is on the line here tonight over my shoulder. And the Red Lake Miners, they're from Ontario, right? I'm still figuring out all the teams and where they're from. They're out having their morning skate. To say yeah. I'm the happiest guy in the world and wouldn't want to be anywhere else is a fact, Jack. You and I have traveled all over this country. Continent. Junior hockey. Yeah, the continent. Junior hockey, professional hockey, you name it. There's nothing better than being with a coffee in hand at a morning skate. 
which is literally what we're doing today, except we get to talk about sports for the two hours as well. I guess this is the greatest. Did I tell you I couldn't be happier? I can literally say Tim Hortons finally sponsoring everything. It's all-you-can-eat hockey, donuts, and coffee. Yes. I like it. It doesn't get better. So anyways, Alan May coming up. But as uh, I should also mention, Bernie Nichols, weekend at Bernie's. From Bet Regal, the exclusive betting partner of both uh, this show and the CFL, their NHL ambassador, Bernie Nichols, is going to be with us in hour one. And in hour two, the commissioner of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, Mike Morielli, is going to be with us because their season tips off this week. But before we go any further, then, let's that's the preamble, and we've set the stage. Now let's hit the quick six show horn, please, directly. Please and thank you. I get... So many things to get to. So I've broken down Sunday's Stanley Cup playoff games as point one, two, and three. So number one, we're going to start with the fact that Evander Kane scored a natural hat trick during an electric six-minute span. And Oilers captain Connor McDavid provided more magic with three assists as the Edmonton Oilers down the Calgary Flames 4-1 Sunday to take a 2-1 lead in the Battle of Alberta. Neon Leon set an NHL record with four assists in a single playoff period. Jacob Markstrom allowed four goals on 34 shots before being pulled for the Flames game four Tuesday in Edmonton. Just this morning, I did an interview with the Epoch Times newspaper. They asked me my take on the Battle of Alberta and if this compares at all to the 80s, Battles of Alberta. And I said, you know, nothing compares to that in terms of roughness, violence. And the writer Lee Harding's about my age. He watched it too. Marty McSorley beat up Lanny McDonald back then. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's not to say it's not rough, but Milan Lucic running Mike Smith last night is was nothing. That would probably wouldn't have been a penalty in the 80s. But my take, and I want the viewers' take, and everybody else is here as we've joined for coffee, presented by Tim Hortons on last night's game. I did not see this series turning like this. No, I didn't either, Rod. I mean, you look at game one. And it was a three-goal game, but it might as well have been a 10-goal game. Calgary dominated that game from start to finish. And then it started to swing. Game two was pretty even. The bounces went Edmonton's way, and they won. But game three was all Edmonton. So oh, now they've, they've kind of split a game, and they've each dominated a game. Edmonton's up 2-1. to one. I don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday, but, man, it's, it's been fun to watch. I'm not done putting the game to bed yet. I just, no. I'm going to read some comments from the viewers. BW in Edmonton in the chat says, awesome to see the RP show on a holiday Monday. Ryan H says, hi from Toronto. What an awesome backdrop from Randy in Winnipeg. Now that's a junior rink I would go to a dozen times a year. Well, hopefully more. And uh, the regular people all chiming in this morning. So start spreading the news. We're live from Affinity Place in Esteban. And if I talk about what this city means to me, I will very likely tear up. So I won't say too much. They they know. They know. Yeah. Something about me and Esteban just clicked. And uh, yesterday there was a barbecue. Melody Pearson, 40-plus years as a billet of the Esteban Bruins, was announced last night by her two sons, Jeff and Brad, is going into the Estevan Bruin Alumni Hall of Fame for her years of service to the franchise. And so there were people walking around the barbecue yesterday saying, are you guys Bruins? Uh, to me and Moose, former Bruins? And I said, no, we're broadcasters. And I don't really know how the hell we got here. <laughs> I said that. You were sitting there. Yeah. And Mel, the lady that's going into the Hall of Fame, she's like, well, I don't know, Rod. I just figured this would be something that you'd like here today. She said, we got to know each other through hockey, and I just yeah. wanted you here today. How did you get to the community barbecue? Yeah. 
that hits you in the feels. Back to Edmonton. Um, Jason Austin says, if there's a hockey god, Flames deserve a break. <laughs> BOA has been so one-sided for decades. What are, you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about they deserve a break? Make your own breaks. And with Daryl Sutter, what he said after the game last night. I mean, I get into a point where love Daryl, but his news conferences, I could really take or leave. He was obviously upset. His team just lost. Yeah. But the reporters are just trying to do their job. And what he said with Lou Cheech was if he, and it, this was true, <laughs> he was right about this. He's like, if, they, if he really wanted to run Mike Smith, Smith would have been put through the boards. Yeah. Lou Cheech did back off. But I go back to this thing with, you know, McSorley spearing Mike Bullard or beating up Lanny or certain things, what guys like that do. I would put Lou Cheech in the Matthew Barnaby, Stu Grimson, that you snap. You can't explain why you do these things. Yeah. Frustration. The game was out of reach. 100%. There's lots of frustration. You want to set a tone for next game. You want to kind of get them off their game, get them thinking about you instead of the other, you know, game plan things and tactics that, you, that they're thinking about. Anything to get them off their game or to fire your team up. And you also, not that they were watching, you know, earlier, but you look at the night before and it was... You know, Kadri taking Jordan Binnington out of the game completely changed the game. I think it's going to completely change the series. Binnington's not going to play now. And yeah. the Avalanche are going to roll. So you get in Mike Smith's kitchen a little bit, try and get him off his game because he's been playing pretty good the last couple. And then all of a sudden, the Flames can roll. Maybe Lucci just thinking that. <clears throat> How we roll here. Alan May texted me. I wasn't ignoring you. Alan May wanting to know where we're set up because this is the first day of our broadcast on this beautiful facility this week. We'll move on, but I knew that we were uh, going to spend a lot of time on the orders and flames, of course. That's what the whole country is talking about. Stephen watching on YouTube says, thanks Toronto for Hyman. So the Leafs are getting bashed for letting Zach Hyman go, which they should have never have let, let him get away. No. They should not have. And the Leafs are watching on TV. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'll say this about the Oilers. The, the, the writer for uh, Epic Times this morning is like, Roddy, you still an Oilers fan? I'm like, <clears throat> what day is it? So it spent three months in Calgary where the Flames treated us so well. So, no, I'm not an Oilers fan at all. But I will say this. Have they voted on GM of the year yet? Because they do have an award for that, you know. I haven't voted. Well, I'm sure they did, but... No, I'm just saying, is the voting done? Yeah, I'm sure it is. They shouldn't vote until after the playoffs. For that one. look what Ken Holland did. Yeah. For that one, coaches too. Yeah, coaches too. Ken Holland. Don't make me say it. <laughs> and I like Holly. Mike Smith seems to be the Mike Smith that they wanted him to be. Vander Kane's playing like he's got no problems at all in this world. Every move's paid off. And I will tell you, I was in the Red Deer Centrium, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Talking to the Oilers staff. And I'll say it again for those that missed it. The relief emanating off the Oilers staff. And Holland was one. It looked like a mist or like a steam. It wasn't a smoke. You could see it. They were so relieved. They had just clinched the night before a playoff spot. And the one guy I talked to with the order said, everything's coming together at the right time. Who saw this coming, Darren? And good for them, but good for them. Ken Holland did. We yeah. were, it's funny. We were talking That's about his this. job. And these guys, 
and girls in Estevan. They're so interested in what we're doing in the business and everything. And it's super cool. And I don't remember what we got talking about, if it was even about that or if it was about sports or what. But the saying we talked about is people are, worried, are, are so hesitant to give up today for success tomorrow. Give up a little bit of pain today for success tomorrow. They all want success now. So you look at all these moves Ken Holland's made. They didn't turn into instant success right away. But over time, this group has just narrowly come together. You look at, you know, Duncan Keith now is still, you know, contributing. Um, go back to Jesse Pugliarvi, who they brought back. Cody Cece, Zach Hyman, yep. right? Evander Kane. These are all moves sticking with Mike Smith. They don't work every day. And you don't have instant success. But over time, those pieces gel and it becomes the right mix of guys. And last to say, the series ain't over yet, by the way. Uh, these isn't, this isn't like the old days. That It's not like junior hockey playoffs. The boys are here. Not like junior hockey playoffs in that it's not night to night. Imagine if they're playing tonight. I would expect a little bit of the, the uh, momentum from Sunday carrying over into night. But that doesn't happen anymore. There's a day off in between games. Not the Florida-Tampa series, which I'm getting to. But I don't expect the game three momentum to roll into game four game four could and probably will be an entirely different game yeah it could be the flames game and what they're battling right now is all mental and i feel like this is the post game slash pregame for the battle of alberta game three and four that's what this show is right now yeah. daryl said some of our players were what do you say caught off guard by the atmosphere or not ready for the atmosphere yeah in the stage oilers are a young team too daryl like yeah He's making excuses for them, I felt. Now, what he's saying behind closed doors is probably entirely different. But, but it happened at Edmonton, too. They go into Calgary, and before you blink your eyes, it was 2, two nothing. nothing. Yeah. Each game. And then they settled in. So can Calgary now settle in and not be, you know, because that building was really loud last night. Like, you know, the, the top was blowing off of it. And Edmonton came out strong. So it's a lot of pressure on Calgary in game four. Tons. We are still on point one, or at least we were. We invite you to uh, text in if you're watching on Game Plus television all across Canada or 31 U.S. states, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP right here. Or if you're watching on YouTube, share it, like it, tell your friends, and uh, join the discussion here. So I will move on. Other than to say our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the prairies. It was my question. Is Connor McDavid the most dominant player the NHL's ever seen? I'm voting yes, but a slight majority saying no. Slight majority last I saw, like 56% saying no, he's not. And we'll move on from this. Gretzky never did this. Wayne was what he was, but he wasn't doing this. And I would love your thoughts on that. People are saying, no, Lemieux is more dominant. No, that, no not, not with what Connor McDavid's doing. It's ridiculous. Point two, Stephen Stamkos uh, scored twice, and Nikita Kucherov had four points as the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Florida Panthers 5-1, and they can finish the sweep tonight. I'll just say what my brother said. The Panthers are where the Lightning were three years ago. So if they can keep this group together, there's going to be a lot of winning for the Panthers in the spring, but they are not doing it now. And they're done tonight, I would think. Uh, so I'm going to move on, okay? Yeah. Point three, Mika Zibanejad had a goal and an assist. Igor Shesterkin stopped 43 shots, and the New York Rangers beat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-1 to cut the Canes' lead to 2-1. Game four goes Tuesday in New York. We're going to move on, just other than to tell you, this Saturday night, Jeff Foxworthy, the largest-selling comedy recording artist in history, 
a multiple Grammy Award nominee and best-selling author of more than 26 books, brings his brand-new The Good Old Days Tour to Gray Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary. That's this Saturday night. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. Centennial Cup stuff, because that's why we're here. Presented by Tim Hortons and the city of Estevan, beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. Here's what happened on Sunday. Uh, Pickering, Ontario. They might be the sneaky dark horses of this whole darn thing. Mm-hmm. They won 3-2 over Longay, Quebec, in overtime, 3-2. Pickering's 3-0. and And we had brunch with them yesterday morning. Were, were they gone by the time you showed up? No, nope, they were in. Willie's Tapos. The whole team, good-looking young men. They carry themselves very professionally. Yes. Uh, Longay is 1-2, and two, so they got a win, but they're 1-2, and two, Quebec. And the Dauphin Kings beat Summerside PEI 7-1. You know, the host committee wanted to bring us here, but it's great for us, too, to be here. There's teams from all the way from Brooks, Alberta, to Summerside PEI, and their fans. They brought their fans with them. You know. And we're just having so darn much fun. So Dauphin with a win is 1-1. One and one. Summerside with a loss is 1-1. One and one. And there's a triple header here today. The Ottawa Junior Senators are playing Sioux at noon. So you're going to be hearing loud music and stuff going on from the warm-ups. I think we can handle it. Ottawa Junior Senators are 0-1. They've been here five days and only played one game, which means it's going to get busy. Real busy. For them. Yeah. Sue 0-2. So two teams looking for their first win, Sioux and Ottawa. And then at 4 p.m., it's the Flint Flon Bombers. Watch out for the Flint Flon Bombers. They're 2-0, and they're hungry. And they're playing Summerside PEI 1-1, who I think was the first team Gerard Gallant ever coached. I'm pretty sure that he was. That's where he got his start in coaching. Okay. The Rangers head coach. It says grassroots hockey, y'all. That's why we love it so much. And at 7.30 p.m. tonight, it's the host Estevan Bruins. If they don't win tonight, it is over. It's Vince Carter in the dunk competition. It's over. If Estevan doesn't win tonight. And they're playing uh, Red Lake Miners. And, well, same thing for them. They're 0-2. Yeah. So there'll be some buzz here tonight. And if they don't get it done... It will be over. I see we're over time for a break. You keep visiting amongst yourselves in the chat. If you've got hockey, football, baseball questions, fire them at us on the 902 text line. Alan May, Bruins alum and current Washington Capitals analyst from NBC Sports, joins us next right here on set. You're watching the RP Show live from the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons and the city of Estevan on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Rod Peterson, back in Canada. He must be lost. On location, brought to you by the city of Estevan. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. On location at the 2022 Centennial Cup. Brought to you by the city of Estevan. It is the RP Show and you're looking at the iconic water tower here in the energy city, Estevan, Saskatchewan. As Rick Regan just said, the home of the Centennial Cup. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to welcome our next guest. Alan May is no stranger to this show, nor this town. He played for the Estevan Bruins from 82 to 85. Brandon Weekings, Medicine Head Tigers, New West Bruins, and then into the National Hockey League, as you all know, 
for 393 games with the Capitals, Bruins, Stars, and Flames. And now he's an analyst for the Washington Capitals, and he's made it home. Does it feel like home, Alan? It does, and it's amazing to see all the people that you knew back then and you, you hadn't seen. And they go, do you remember me? I go, how could I ever forget you? These are the most important years of my life. So it's been pretty cool. It doesn't seem like it's grown much, but the, some of the buildings are a lot newer. And yeah. the family I lived with, the boys, even though I've, they've stayed in my life the whole time, they were you know, three feet tall when I first got here, and they're both over six feet tall now. Well, so. And let's be honest with you. This never changes. I've been coming here for years, and they said this. Why would you come here? I said, it's the Centennial Cup. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Yep. It's the biggest tournament in the country. Ten teams, Alan. It's exciting. It is very exciting. And, you know, when they first brought it up to me and told me, asked me if I was coming, and there was kind of an event, a family event yesterday, and I said, as long as the Caps aren't in the playoffs. So I said, e either way, I got a good weekend planned. I'm either covering an NHL game or I'm back in uh, Estevan, Saskatchewan, watching the Centennial Cup in this beautiful arena. Well, isn't it something? Now, you were here speaking were you not at a Bruins banquet a few yeah, years ago? Yeah, but we weren't in the building. We were out back somewhere, and uh, I forget what that was. And the the arena was empty, and I don't know if it was postseason already, and it was a players' banquet that night, so maybe it was already the end of the year. So I didn't get to see it with the ice in, but it, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah, to be back here, and it was so cold because I came from Texas to Estevan and that time of year but it's it's you know still good people yeah. and you know all this the kids are doing all the same things every night of course we'll we'll get around to the centennial cup in a second but i gotta ask you about the stanley cup playoffs we spent the whole opening segment on the flames and Oilers. is it a little disappointing as a capitals guy to see the panthers wilt to tampa given that they knocked you guys out well i look at what tampa was able to do to get their game and then you know they realized defense and physicality and i think we talked about that on your show how once the the Tampa Bay Lightning figured that out. And the Panthers are were a one-dimensional team. They reminded me of the 2010 Capitals. Mm. Uh, a lot younger, though. Well, maybe not a lot younger, but uh, maybe a touch older. You know, yeah, a touch older. And they're, they're playing a fast-break game. And so you, the Washington Capitals showed how you should do it, but they weren't doing it for 60 minutes a game. And the Lightning have been doing a great job with five-man stack at the blue line. And they've got a lot of finishers who found the rhythm, and Kucherov's not sick anymore. So... It doesn't surprise me, and Bobrovsky is a guy that's always been a question mark in the playoffs, and Tampa knows that, and they're shooting for the spots. They know where he's got a weakness, so they're still the champions, and they're playing like champions. They play with confidence, and they know team unity in positioning and everything they do, and you know when they start roughhousing even, there's team unity in that. And so you look at that, and I think the Caps softened the Panthers up because they were just pummeling them, and I thought they were hitting them too many times and running out mm -hmm. of position, and you know, they laid a beating on their defensemen, and their defensemen haven't been quite right so far in this series. Well, for my Florida friends that are watching that are despondent today, can you tell them that the better times are ahead? Because, well, it's not over yet, but it's over. Well, player, NHL players now want to play in Florida for all the right reasons. They're, they're a quality franchise. Their ownership seems like it's so much more stable. Management, and, you know, they've had some adversity this year with Joel Quenville stepping down and all that. But that's a good-looking hockey team. When I look at it, the, the defensemen that they have and the forwards, the firepower they had, there really was no way the Capitals should have beat them in the playoffs if they weren't committed to play an absolute perfect, committed defensive hockey, puck management. But they're a good-looking hockey team with a lot of great, young, in-their-prime players. Would you bring Andrew Burnett back? Uh, I have a soft spot for him, so yes. And I, he doesn't seem to get rattled or phased on the bench. And he had a long career, and he was beloved by his teammates. He's been beloved by this coaching staff. Uh, he's an honest man, 
And I, I think you have to give them a chance because they, they still excel. The series still isn't over because that's one of the great things right. about the playoffs. I've been on some teams that blew it up 3-1, and you never know. There could be – Vasilevsky is the Tampa Bay Lightning at this point. He stole the Toronto series. What if he went down? All of a sudden it's a different series. So I, I still think you, you just got to wait till someone wins that fourth game to, to count anyone out. But I still love watching the Florida Panthers play. They kind of become must-watch TV for me. They're so much fun, and it's been fun following them all year, but this is a sad way to see it end if this is the way that it ends. But to the Battle of Alberta. You're in Canada. That's what everybody's talking about. Did you see it going this way? Speaking of crazy playoffs and not knowing – where it's going to go. When you look at the teams and, uh, you know, Edmonton, you're thinking they're, they're all they were doing, Tippett, all he was doing was playing 30 minutes of dry saddle and McDavid, and their lines were different every night. Uh, and then, you know, they get rid of Tippett, and the kid comes in, he, he starts doing things differently in Woodcroft, and then all of a sudden, he's doing things kind of the same. Hmm. And I think they regroup, but I think a committed Connor McDavid to stopping on pucks and changing his game just ever so slightly. He's still got the offensive effort, but now he's stopping on pucks. He's throwing some hits, and I've got friends that are diehard Oilers fans, and you know that what is he doing hitting? I said he's setting an example. He's got a little bit of Mark Messi going into his to his uh, Wayne Gretzky type of play. So you look at that, and one of the things when you look at teams, honestly, I'm like, you know what? I think I like the Edmonton mobility of their defensemen a little bit more now that they got Darnell Nurse playing properly and not playing spastic and overly physically and a little too cocky. I think he's managing his game better. But you look at Evander Kane, the toughness and the grit that he's added, and now you handicap the the Flames. You know, I'm not all that big on their defensemen. They're big, but now you have to play a faster game. Gabranson and Zadorov, they're having a tough time getting around because Edmonton's coming at them in waves. Rasmus Anderson's supposed to be their best defenseman. He's struggled because he's not a he's not a skill speed guy. You know, he gets a lot of pedaling, like power play minutes and things like that. But to me, he's not a skater skater. Hannafin is, to me, you know, the guy that's got the most mobility, but he's a super ultra defensive defenseman. So I just think that when you have a kind of a glaring weakness like that, uh, to me it's kind of a weakness that's exposed mm -hmm. in the playoffs. And so I'm not really surprised because you still have the best goal scorer in hockey right now is Dreisaitl, and to me pretty much, what he's done the last five years. Uh, Matthews is the, the big guy this year, but Dreisaitl's been doing it, and he's playing riding shotgun with Connor McDavid which is absolutely phenomenal. I was saying last night, could you imagine if the Oilers pulled a rabbit out of their hat, made a couple trades, got rid of money, and signed Johnny Gaudreau to the big contract? Those three guys together would be just an absolute freak show. It would be like 80s Oilers hockey well, all over again. I guess they're trying to free up money to sign Kane as it is. But yeah. listen, you were, in your formative years, your terms in the 80s, so I was interviewed today by the Epic Times newspaper, and they said, does this Battle of Alberta compare to the... 80s Battle of Alberta. I'm like, nothing will ever compare. Nothing will. This is pretty good, though. But it doesn't, and I, he's from Edmonton, by the way, when I say I that. grew up as a season ticket holder. I had a, yeah. luck, I had a great childhood, and <laughs> I was there for all those games. I was there for Gretzky signing his lifetime contract in the WHA, the first NHL games, and you know the first Stanley Cup game sitting in the stands. And those games were vicious, the Edmonton-Calgary games, and everyone is dropping their gloves and the elbows and the chaos and the violence of the way those games were played, which was normal. Uh, <laughs> but those games were just pure hatred, and they were both excellent hockey teams. Um, and then the Winnipeg Jets were an excellent hockey team, but they didn't have what those two teams had. I felt so sorry for Dale Howarchuk as I got older and realized that. But this hmm. is really good hockey as far as when you look at uh, rivalry hockey. Edmonton-Pittsburgh has that. Our Washington-Pittsburgh has that type of rivalry. And they're, they're fantastic hockey games, but it's different. It's not the same. When they go into a scrum, they're actually not fighting. 
Uh, they're pushing right. and shoving, and then they're backing off, and they actually listen to the referees. But I love the intensity. I do love the hatred. I love the fans in both towns and how hyper and how much they love their teams and what they're bringing to the games. You start last night with the anthem was just absolutely phenomenal. I watched it just before I came over here. I watched the first period and a half again. And mm. I, I just was getting a chill watching the anthem, seeing Joey Moss on the screen. And, you know, it, it's just so much. It means so much to the people of Edmonton, Calgary, what's going on right now. And I love that the players have added their intensity because a lot of times in the NHL, teams are so overcoached. There's a lot of nights that players don't hit. Uh, you know, they're positionally play. These guys are putting it all on the line, both teams right now. There's... So it's today's it's good. brand. Today's yeah. brand of physical hockey. It's awesome. It's as good as it's gonna get, yeah. but it's not that. I yeah. like your terms, hatred and chaos. Yeah. That explained '80s orders. But let me ask you this: one more, Alan, and then we're gonna break. Bernie Nichols is coming in after the break, and we'll bring Alan back in hour two. But how are you on momentum? Do you see Game Three carrying into Game Four from an Edmonton perspective? You would hope so. You would think so. And they're gonna get a charge from their fans. And McDavid's playing with so much confidence right now. And, you know, some goaltending confidence and the things that they've gotten. They may have figured out their game. And Calgary's going to have to really regroup. And, and they're playing very undisciplined in the series, if yeah. you ask me. Very undisciplined. So uh, Edmonton's got to toe the course. And they've got it. But they've got such great leadership in McDavid and that how he rises to the occasion. And he realizes last year he could have been better in the playoffs and getting too frustrated about the non-penalty calls. And uh, I, I just think that Edmonton is able to carry the momentum. Alan, we'll see you back here uh, in hour two. Love the visit. Thank you, man. All right. Washington Capitals analyst Alan May, Bruins alum. And we gotta, you got to tell me the stories. I guess you moved to New West with the team, did you? Obviously. Uh, we'll save that for hour two, but thank you, Alan. Uh, by the way, today here at the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons and the city of Estevan, it's a triple header at noon. Ottawa Junior Senators against the Sioux, both looking for their first win. That's at Noon Mountain. The Flin Flon Bombers, the SJHL runners-up, go up against the Summerside uh, Club, the former club of Gerard Gallant. Summerside's 1-1 one and one from PEI, Flin Flon 2-0. And, oh. and tonight, 7.30, Estevan's season really is on the line against the Red Lake Miners. Both teams are 0-2. That's 7.30 p.m. Mountain. You can watch all the games at HockeyCanada.ca. Bernie Nichols joins us next, NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. When we return, you're watching on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. The Rod Peterson Show, live from Estevan, is presented in part by the award-winning Wanda Heron Photography. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. On location at the 2022 Centennial Cup. Brought to you by the city of Estevan. Welcome back to beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan. You are looking... Live at the venue that we're in, Affinity Place, the uh, host venue, the Centennial Cup. Well, I just found out this could be a very short segment. We might have to get Alan May back in here. We have not maintained or even established contact with Bernie Nichols yet, the NHL ambassador for Bet Regal. So I'll tell you one thing. The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, the preferred Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling company of the RP Show. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at Bronco 
plumbing.com. And Clark's going to tell me the very second that Bernie logs in, but he hasn't heard from Bernie this morning. So I just found that out. It's okay, because all we've been talking about all morning are Stanley Cup playoffs. There are other sports going on, allegedly. Darren's sitting down, and I don't know if you're logging in, but that's okay. You're fine. I can handle this. Uh, there, Hey, you're there. You're on, yeah, by here. the way. Surprise! Do you want to talk baseball? Did you know the Blue Jays are playing? <laughs> I feel like nobody cares in this country. Not right now. Not in the <laughs> NHL playoffs. No, uh, Joey Votto belted an eighth-inning homer as the Cincinnati Reds beat the Blue Jays 3-2 Sunday to avoid the series sweep. The shot was Votto's first of the season as the Toronto native was activated from the COVID-19 injury list before the series opener on Friday. He finished the series 3-for-11. Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship for the second time in five years on Sunday. Thomas stormed back from seven shots back to win the second major of the season in a three-hole playoff with Will Zelatoris. With Will Zelatoris. We were talking about Will Zelatoris Taurus on Friday. Was it Thursday or Friday? Yeah. And I thought casually watching the PGA Championship results yesterday, not the event, but I'm like, could he, could he win this thing? Would that be the ultimate serendipity if that we were talking about him on Friday? And, and then like, he won. Seems like he's close. He's very close. You know, and everybody joked, Will Zalatoris was the joke. Not the joke of the PGA Tour, because that's not fair to Will Zalatoris. But he was a meme because he, you know, the resemblance to Adam Sandler's caddy, right, mm -hmm. in the movie, in Happy Gilmore. But he's a good golfer. He's a hell Clearly. of a good golfer. And now he's building his own name. He started as the guy that looked like Happy Gilmore's caddy, and now he's the guy who really is that close to winning a, a, a major. So that's what went down Sunday at Southern Hills. Uh, Zalator Thomas birdied the first two playoff holes and then closed with a par. Zalatoris began the day three shots back of Mito Pereira. Pereira squandered a one-shot lead on the 18th when he drove into the creek off the tee and made double bogey. So again, there are a few other things going on in sports. Uh, well, the Golden State Warriors are one win away from their first trip to the NBA Finals in three years. Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins carried the Warriors to a 109-100 victory Sunday and a three games to one, uh, sorry, three games to none lead over the Mavericks in the Western Conference Final. Game four Tuesday in Dallas. So this sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tab Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We'll say that uh, the Tab Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store is the one place you never have to ask Moose to have the CFL games put on. And today, there was supposed to be one. It's a holiday Monday, yeah. not only in this province of Saskatchewan, but apparently nationally. Because Memorial Day is one week from today in the States, and we're going to be broadcasting from Dodge City on Memorial Day. That's a week from today. We're all over the place. But there was supposed to be a CFL game, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 3 p.m. Mountain today at Mosaic Stadium. It got moved back because of the strike. And to be honest with you, this town right here, the energy city of Estevan, Saskatchewan, which has a fluctuating population similar to Canmore, is a huge pocket of the Rider Nation. And I just got a sense that had there been a Rough Riders game in the afternoon at 3 and the Bruins playing tonight would have really put people in a pickle around here it would have they would have wanted to be at the at the preseason game even though it's a preseason rider game they still would have wanted to go but this solved all the problems now there's no worries because this place will be jammed tonight again and yeah. you know i'm looking at the standings going to that game tonight it's not crazy because you get three points for a win so 
they they can control their own fate if they win both their last uh, two games and uh, get a little bit of help. Uh, I think I covered those sports topics. I've got CFL stuff written down here, which we will perhaps get to. Um, Tank Abbott writes, then he says, Roddy is in the tap house party zone. Don't forget to grab a pretzel and a slice from Pete. And don't forget, Tower Pizza is king. Uh, when the games are on, this is a... Well, as he just said, the Tap House party section. So I think we're going to have to be taking down all our gear and setting it back up every day, which is just fine. This is a very busy spot right here. Yeah. But from a football perspective, this is the one thing that I'm realizing now, having been out of the CFL for three full years, while the CFL is your focus when you're working for a team and that's a specific training camp, the rest of the country isn't necessarily paying attention until you're on the field playing games that matter. Even the preseason is touch and go. Yeah, for interest's sake, right? Like no, how it is for sure. How like I'm following some of there's some great blogs out there that are covering the like the Stampeders had their red, red and white game on Saturday. I think the Argos intra squad game was on Sunday, but the strike in the CFL really disjointed everything. It like did. I was sitting, how could the Rough Riders have played a game today if they'd only been in camp for eight days and hadn't even had a green and white game? How could you do that? I mean, they were going to do it, yeah, but you wouldn't feel like they would be that ready. No, they wouldn't be, and so it is disjointed, and you wonder what it's going to look like when the season starts. But, you know, the preseason thing for me, it's about seeing some big names, right, through former rider training camps. What excited you about preseason games? Will, will Vince Young get a chance to play? Mm. Cox and Lynch, can we see those names play? This hot shot running back. So that's why we want to watch preseason games as a fan to see some of those guys in the field and get excited about the future. But in terms of the nuances of position battles, we're not really interested. The results, we're not really interested in. <laughs> so it kind of gets fans about halfway there, right? Was at one time, not anymore. Jack Fulton writes in, says, uh, from watch, watching in Vulcan, Alberta, my grandson from Manitoba just finished his first year of college baseball at Williston State and has been asked to come be a part of the bullpen pitching for the Okotoks Dogs. I got tickets for you and Moose. How about, How about that? It? Going to Okotoks. We're going to be in Alberta for, looks like, all of the summer. So, Jack, we'll take you up on that. I appreciate it. Carlos Legena watching in Indianapolis as it looks like it all worked out for the best, Ben. As Cactus Jack says, and it all turned out nice again. The Rough Riders will not be playing Winnipeg until next Tuesday, and it's allowed this city and Junior A fans from across the country to maintain their focus on this game. Oh, Phyllis writes in and she says i live in manitoba so i'm cheering for the winnipeg ice going to be an awesome series ho 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 it already is they're one one against the edmonton oil kings the yeah. oil kings went into winnipeg on friday and punched them in the mouth and the western conference series is one one Kamloops against seattle that's the other thing is we had a great barbecue yesterday with melody pearson she's been billeting the bruins for 40 plus years and there was a lot of people there moose that well you were there that said, uh, love your show because of the junior hockey talk, right? Yeah. Nobody else is doing it. So that's right. We aim to please. Uh, well, we're going to break and come back, and we'll get into viewer takeover for taco time. We're kind of already in it. But John in Edmonton watching, he says, the CFL and Stanley Cup playoffs will be on at the same time this year. Not good for attendance at the CFL. Well, I was the guy as the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for years and years and years, pushing, pushing, pushing to move the season up because I don't like cold, never have. 
And then we get out into Alberta, and we do the show for three months and go, oh, wait a minute. Maybe we don't want to battle the Stanley Cup playoffs as a, as a CFL, you know? The CFL is... Not like they moved the season up because I wanted them to, but... We asked the question last week, what's made the CFL last for so long? And I think it's consistency. They're playing at the right time, you know, and it works for them. Yeah, we got to play in a little bit of cold at the end of the year, but you're competing then with early season NHL hockey. You know, you're early season NFL. You're, you're competing with early season NFL, though, which is a, which is a bit of an issue. But you found their, they've, they've got their sweet spot in terms of a schedule. I, yeah, so you I don't think, think it should be moved I don't all? think it should be moved because those Stanley Cup playoffs are way much more of a ratings grabber than the beginning of the season. I'd rather um, battle them in September and October than I would in the spring. So now we're saying, move it back, move it back. <laughs> I always liked the Canada Day kickoff. What are you guys doing in the CFL? Um, John in Edmonton, last comment of the day I'll read from, from him. But he says, Rod, did you realize the CEBL starts Wednesday? Yeah, John, that's why I was wearing a Saskatchewan Rattlers golf shirt on Friday when I almost drowned or got washed away in South Florida doing the show. Clearly you weren't watching or paying attention. Were you aware that I was aware? We'll be back with viewer takeover. Doesn't look like we'll get Bernie Nichols today, but that's fine. Mike Morreale, the commissioner of the CEBL, is coming up later on in hour two as well. We're live from the Centennial Cup in beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan, and we'll be right back to Affinity Place after this timeout on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube Live, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. The Rod Peterson Show, live from the 2022 Centennial Cup, proudly presented by the city of Estevan, Saskatchewan, and by award-winning Wanda Heron Photography. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Beautiful Estevan, Saskatchewan, the place to be. We're going to be here all week for the Centennial Cup, presented by Tim Hortons and the Rod Peterson Show, presented by the city of Estevan. It is taco time viewer takeover, and if it seems like I had a stroke or got stung by a bee, it's because I now have put in my full headphones because they've started rocking music in here. And it's very loud. And for a time, they put our show on, and there was a slight delay. So I was like, talking. But I'm good now. We got the moose here. No Bernie Nichols today. But I feel like next hour, when Alan May comes back, and I think he's just standing over here, uh, he, he's like, when he got up to leave, he's like, Bernie Nichols is next. How's Bernie? I said, Bernie's great. He goes, oh, i got to tell you a story about the time I walked into a bar in Dallas. Bernie was in there with Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> Sounds like it's start of a joke, doesn't it? It does. Two Chicago Blackhawks are sitting in a bar. How about Which that? one's driving? Yeah, so. The cop. But um, boom. Yeah. It's not really the joke. It was a joke back in the day when the yeah. Rough Riders used to be in trouble all the time with the law. We used to say, two Rough Riders are driving in a car. Who's, who's driving? The cop. Spicy! 
It's Taco t- Taco Time <laughs> viewer takeover. Did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. And they tell me there's a Taco Time in Estevan, Saskatchewan. We have not found it yet. It's a vast city, Moose. I feel like we got to go hunting this afternoon. Yeah, we haven't looked we haven't for, seen, we haven't looked for it. Looked for it no. But, but uh, we will. We'll find it for sure. Uh, maybe tomorrow on Taco Tuesday. Well, our food and lodgings provided by Days Inn. The award-winning Days Inn. And Willie's Tap House and Tower Restaurant. Now, should I get serious or should I not get serious? You do whatever it's your you show. Want. You do you whatever, do whatever you, want. you want. I'm happy. Staying at the beautiful Days Inn. They've got so many awards that they've got them stocked up in, in the corner. So I said to the owner, Jeff, I said, you need, you got so many awards, they're stacked in the corner. That he's like, i got to build a new trophy case. He's really proud, too, and he should be. <laughs> they win the awards for the best hotel every year, and they earn it. Because there are a lot of hotels in Estevan. There's a lot of hotels. There's a lot going on here. Uh, pick up the phone. Wakey, wakey. Let us know what's on your mind. Battle of Alberta. Uh, CFL scheduling preseason. Blah, blah, blah. 902-518-3033, or I will stick to the chat because there's a lot going on here. Uh, BW in Edmonton says, Friday's show was epic. Yeah, epic for you guys. Uh, the video's gone from my Instagram story, but my vehicle was almost underwater. I've never! Ten inches of rain in three hours, and we're on the air in the middle of it. Wild. I feel like it was a God shot. Yeah. Preparing me for the summer when it really rains. To be, to be ready. Because it's going to get worse. That's not even the rainy season yet. That's what they say, no. Okay. A last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. They're just rolling in the pizza. Did you see that? <laughs> From Don, our Navy friend, he says, if no Canadian NHL teams are in the late playoffs, the NHL numbers drop so the CFL can make the calculation that one year out of five would be an issue for them. Listen, when I work one day at a time, and I left my dang bracelet at home in Florida, I, I had to get another one. I don't have my one day at a time. I feel naked. But I'm like, whoa, we're going to have a Canadian team in the conference final no matter what. It just dawned on me. This country is going to go crazy. They're going to go nuts. Flames or Oilers, not a great thing for the CFL, but they should still be able to fill the stadiums with CFL fans, I would think. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I do. Okay, Moose, I'll see you a little later on in the program. You betcha. Okay, Alan May is going to kick off Hour 2 with us. we got Mike Morielli coming up as well after this break here on Game Plus TV. Rod Peterson, back in Canada. He must be lost. On location, brought to you by the city of Estevan. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.